Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in, Tuesday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. A big day, uh, Indiana, it is game day. Uh, a big game. Every game will be big the rest of the way for this Indiana team. 7 o'clock tonight. And it is on Peacock. I know that will ruffle the feathers, pun intended there, of uh, some listeners. But a streaming game tonight for the Hoosiers. 7 p.m. tip-off. 6 o'clock pregame coverage begins here on the Big X with Don Fisher and the IU Radio Network. Indiana has a two-game road swing coming up starting tonight with Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State 13-9 overall. 3-8 and eight in the Big Ten Conference. Uh, Chris Holtman at Ohio State under a little bit of fire as well, like Mike Woodson is at Indiana. And it's interesting because just a few years ago, Chris Holtman was somebody that fans were saying should be a candidate for the Indiana job and one of the hot names of college basketball. His name has been thrown around maybe as connection to Kentucky and being a, a coach there when Calipari is is done. So been a little interesting to see him get some ridicule uh, this season as well. But a tough game. Uh, but again, in this Big Ten Conference, a uh, I think a winnable game coming up uh, for Indiana. And that may be crazy to say because it's a road game for Indiana. But uh, definitely uh, we'll see how things play out tonight. Let's look at the show lineup. A service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Segment one coming up here in just a few minutes. Our Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. We'll dig into Indiana and Ohio State a little bit more. Indiana football picked up a couple commitments yesterday, so we'll tell you, or I should say a commitment yesterday, so we'll tell you about that here in just a few moments. Also, Jeff Goodman, um, a interesting podcast recently uh, where he talks about Mike Woodson and uh, some interesting quotes that we'll share with you about Mike Woodson's future with the IU program, as uh, according to Jeff Goodman and what he had to say. So, We'll talk about that all in our first segment today. A little bit later in the show, here on Tuesdays, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier is with us. Mike will check in in segment two to catch up on the game tonight. We'll go through the storyline surrounding this team as they head into a Big Ten Conference road game this evening. And then later today, we'll look ahead to the weekend. I know we've talked a little girls basketball lately because of the sectional championships and everything that played out last week. But we'll get back into boys basketball and look at the upcoming uh, schedule ahead um, as we get into the final handful of weeks of regular season play. Some big games left, and we're all excited about the tournament draw 
and of course the start of sectional play across the area. That's our uh, show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Uh, don't forget to check out Honey Baked Ham today for lunch. They've got great sandwiches, salads, and soups that are made fresh daily, and they'll surely satisfy any craving you have. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. Give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. Uh, Thornton's text line is open. 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line number. Love to hear from you. What do you think on the game tonight? What's your prediction for this Indiana team? What needs to change for Indiana to pick up a road win tonight? Any questions you have for our guests or anything, IU, local sports, whatever it may be, 502-414-1450. Again, 502 502- 414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. And if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Send us a text. The number, once again, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Coming up Friday night, a little programming note. New Albany and Providence will have that game in high school basketball for you uh, this weekend. That's going to be the rivalry game of the week. It's going to be the big game of the week. Providence, a nice season at 14-3 and three as they get ready to host the rival Bulldogs on Friday. New Albany, 14-4, and four, slipped up a little bit against Jennings County. A tough deal on the road for the Bulldogs. And to be honest, their last game against Columbus East, the reports weren't good. They struggled to win 72-68 over a Columbus East team with a four-win, 14-loss record. New Albany just not shooting it well these last few games. They will need to shoot it well at Providence against the Pioneers. Always tough defense. There is no question about that. But that's where we'll be on Friday night. Pre-game coverage will begin about 7-10 here on the Big X. So tune in if you can't make it to Providence High School. Should be a great crowd. Should be a wonderful environment for a high school basketball uh, game. I tell you what, New Albany and Providence have had some humdingers uh, in recent years and uh, should be a good one, I think, between two quality ball clubs preparing for the tournament on Friday night. Let's look at the headlines or Hoosier headlines today, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. I read this on Inside the Hall previewing the game tonight. Quote, two programs with seasons headed in the wrong direction will battle tonight in Columbus, end quote. That is a great sentence that summarizes uh, tonight's contest. Both of these teams desperately need a victory. Both of these teams desperately need to turn the page and have some success the rest of the way. Indiana 10-3 and to start the year. They are now 13-9, and and it's uh, almost for sure they're going to miss the NCAA tournament for the first time in three seasons under Coach Wood. So um, I don't know what the turnaround would have to look like for Indiana to uh, get back in the graces of the NCAA tournament, but we're approaching the point where that's just simply not going to be possible. Uh, But Indiana, after that 85-71 home loss to Penn State, 
they have got to do something. They have got to get something done uh, in a positive manner. Lots of booze, I'm told, in Assembly Hall on Saturday. Just a very, very bad performance overall. They need to change that narrative, and it starts with the game tonight. Uh, these teams played a little earlier this season. Ohio State uh, obviously was one of Indiana's wins way back on January 6th when I think everybody was hopeful about this Indiana team still this year. 71-65 was the score, uh, Indiana winning in Assembly Hall. Great game that day by Xavier Johnson. He had 18 points, no turnovers, played 33 minutes, 8 of 11 from the free throw line was uh, uh, Xavier Johnson. And then Malik Renoub is really good. He had 23.7 rebounds in 37 minutes and if you remember that Ohio State game was also the best game really that CJ Gunn has had in his Indiana career he had 10 points and logged 24 or so minutes off the bench for Indiana so obviously things have changed Xavier Johnson injured Malik Renew returning from an injury but he's continued since that first Indiana Ohio State meeting to have a great season and CJ Gunn has really faded off as far as a reserve it looked like maybe in early January he had a chance to come in and be a key reserve for Indiana and log consistent minutes and score some consistent points and it just hasn't worked out that way uh, obviously for Ohio State a number of players uh, worth watching worth noting uh, we'll get more into Ohio State a little bit later with Mike Schumann when he joins us today also speaking of inside the hall their bracketology out and uh, as expected no Indiana in the bracketology, no Indiana surrounding the bracketology, uh, no Indiana listed. It's one of the first teams out of the tournament. Uh, Purdue a one seed, no surprise there. Uh, bracket the uh, um, Andy Bottoms bracketology, I should say, on inside the hall has the uh, Boilermakers as the one seed in the Midwest, uh, which would start them off potentially in Indianapolis. Connecticut, the one seed in the East. North Carolina, the one seed in the West. And Houston, the one seed in the South, according to the latest bracketology. The last four in, if you're looking for some comparatives to Indiana, Mississippi State, Virginia, Seton Hall, and Cincinnati's. Uh, they are the last four in. First six out, St. John's, Villanova, Memphis, Colorado, Kansas State, and Providence. And if you want to break it down by conference, which is always interesting, right now, according to Andy Bottoms, six Big Ten teams in the tournament, Illinois, Michigan State, Nebraska, Northwestern, Purdue, and Wisconsin, the Big Ten teams uh, in, according to Andy, at this point of the season. You can read the full bracketology at InsideTheHall.com. Staying with basketball, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, and I'm not a big podcast guy. I don't get a lot of time to listen to him, but I really do like what Jeff Goodman's doing with college basketball. Some of his evening stuff, wrap-up stuff after games, if you ever see it on social media, it's really good. Uh, and uh, they have some other regular podcasts in their network as well. It's called Field of 68. And in the podcast that Robbie Hummel, former Purdue player, who's a great commentator with ESPN, uh, and Jeff Goodman, uh, who, of course, is the, the key host of the show, uh, after that Penn State game, in their comments, uh, talking about Mike Woodson and his current status in Bloomington, he said, quote, it is an embarrassment now what has gone on in Bloomington 
with that program. And again, like Mike Woodson's probably going to have one more year to try to figure this thing out and use that NIL the right way to get some shooters and dudes that can win games because right now it is not going well in Bloomington. And this was the low point of the Mike era Woodson today. Uh, He continued, the hard part is he's one of their own, kind of like Jawan Howard at Michigan, right? Jawan Howard with Jalen Rose and all those guys don't want him gone. Well, when Quinn Buckner says, okay, it's time to make a move on Mike Woodson, that's when A.D. Scott Dolson will probably make a move on Mike Woodson. Until then, he's going to get another year unless Mike Woodson goes to Dolson and says, hey, you know what? I've had it. I'm 65 years old, and I'm out. I'm not getting it done. So interesting comments there from Jeff Goodman. I think the thought is Coach Woodson is safe for next season. Who really knows? Uh, But – You never know how things can play out. And in this world of college basketball, something that appears to be in a really bad spot right now because of NIL money, because of transfer portal, uh, and of course lesser to that would be recruiting, things could change quickly. Things can definitely change quickly. So, uh, But we'll see. It's going to be interesting, I think, an interesting offseason for Indiana. Goodman, I want to read this other quote from him as well. He said, quote, there are boos, I'm told, at the end of the game for the team, for Mike Woodson. Obviously, he's one of their own. This thing has gotten to a place where now they're basically 500 in league play under Woodson. They've won one tournament game. They won one in the first four. But in the main bracket, they've won one tournament game. This year, obviously, they're not making the NCAA tournament right now their net is somewhere around 100 so uh, he continues on here's my question to you how much faith do you have in Mike Woodson getting this thing right and how what do you do if you're Woodson and his staff at Indiana to try to get this thing back on track I think he'll get one more year so just interesting stuff um, to hear from Jeff Goodman one of the uh, national college basketball analysts out there IU football with a big commitment uh, they landed from Carmel High School Evan Parker he's an offensive lineman uh, he committed to coach Signetti six foot four 295 pound player from Carmel he was on campus a few weeks ago ago he becomes commit number two for Indiana. In the class of 2025, uh, he joins another offensive lineman, lineman named Matt Merrick. He's an in-state guy as well. And that is where things stand here early for Coach Signetti, who's working to put together his first full recruiting class as the head coach of the IU football team. That's our headlines for this Tuesday edition of the show. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Love to get your questions, comments, thoughts on the game tonight. Um, Indiana, Ohio State, it's a battle of teams that really desperately need a Big Ten win. So we'll talk more about that game coming up in the next segment. Stay with us. You're listening to a Tuesday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Tuesday program. Thornton's text line open, 502-414-1450. 
Again, 502-414-1450. Love to hear from you on the game tonight or questions that you may have for our great guest coming up right now, Mike Schumann of The Daily Hoosier, thedailyhoosier.com, and you can follow him at daily underscore Hoosier on social media. Mike, there's a lot to talk about about tonight's game because it's two Big Ten teams that really are having very disappointing seasons and desperately could use a spark tonight. Indiana, a spark on the road would be big. And, of course, Ohio State will be trying to protect uh, their home arena, the Value City Arena. Yeah, no no doubt about it, Matt. There's two teams on the court tonight that aren't feeling very good about themselves and somebody's going to walk off feeling even worse. Um, you know, it's it's an opportunity for Indiana to kind of change the the, the uh, developing narrative, which, as you and everybody else knows, walking off the court Saturday was, was not very positive. Um, a lot of um, dire conversations, a, a lot of negativity swirling around the program right now. But, but we we've been doing this long enough to know that wins quickly change the outlook, change the forecast, change change the mood. And so there is that opportunity uh, starting tonight to change that. And, you know, Ohio State's right there kind of struggling with their own uh, negativity surrounding them. So, you know, it's not as if they're going into the hornet's nest that, that they're going to go into on Saturday. There, there's a chance in between to, to kind of start to feel a little bit better about yourself. Talking with Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Um, I mentioned some quotes or read some quotes from Jeff Goodman in a podcast with he and Robbie Hummel from over the weekend after the Indiana loss to Penn State, which was a very, very bad moment for Mike Woodson and this team. But he mentioned that, you know, Mike Woodson probably has another year to get things together. Indiana fans are angry. They are upset. What is your take on things? I mean, I, I don't think we're headed to a coaching change this offseason if things continue this season the way they are now. I think that everybody pretty much in unison thinks Mike Woodson will get more time. It's just a matter of how much more time. Is that a fair statement? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I did kind of lay out the worst-case scenario yesterday in a story, and, and it's not pretty. You know, if you if the, the basic premise is that if you can't beat Penn State at home, who came into Bloomington with a losing record, who was missing their, their leading scorer, if you can't win that game and really can't even be competitive, they got outscored 62-37 to 37 at the end of that game. Um, it's reasonable to at least ask, who can you beat? Um, of course, they were missing Xavier Johnson, who, as we know, is you know taking Indiana fans on a roller coaster ride this year. But but when he's good, he's very good, and, and obviously could have made a difference in that game, uh, guarding Ace Baldwin, who I thought really you know impacted the game in a number of ways. But you know we don't know when he's going to be back. Could be tonight. Could be you know weeks still. I, I don't I don't have any insight on that at the moment, but. The point being, you know, if they can't win that game, can't even be competitive in that game, they could lose out. I mean, if you look at the schedule, it's it's much harder at at home than it is on the road. Uh, they haven't had any success on the road, at, say for a win against the Michigan team, who's turned out to be the worst team in the league, in my opinion. So, so there's just nothing easy in, in the outlook, and, and you know, it's it's obviously, you know, I would never predict it's going to happen, but if they did lose out. You know, you're talking about a 13 and 19 season, a five and 15 season in the Big Ten. 
that that's where you get into you know is Mike Woodson's job safe? I don't know. I'm not call. I wouldn't be calling for it. I'm not predicting it. Anything like that, but. Um, you know, Scott Dolson has moved faster than, than we thought in, in similar situations. I, I don't think anybody thought Archie was in trouble going into his fourth year, but that season cratered and, and Dolson pulled the plug. I don't think many thought Tom Allen was in jeopardy before this year, but that season cratered for a third season in a row and he pulled the plug there. So I don't think it's outside the realm of what's possible if it just completely implodes. Because what happens behind the scenes is boosters get very vocal, uh, recruits start looking other directions. But things can get real ugly real fast. So if if I were a betting person, I'd say Woodson's fine to, to, to come back for a fourth season. But you can at least see the, the potential for things to get real ugly and real um, dicey for him if it went all the way south the way it could talking with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier of the uh, future of Mike Woodson here in Bloomington. Um, kind of staying on this topic here before we get more into the game tonight. Uh, obviously, this will be, could be, if it does play out the way we're talking, uh, whether it be a season from now or whenever, a really tough deal because uh, since Bob Knight, everyone that Indiana has brought in has really had no connection to the program or the state. And obviously it's a lot different here with Mike Woodson. He's a Bob Knight guy. He mentions Bob Knight's name consistently in his interviews with the media. And uh, obviously he's got a lot of connections through and through to the state and the program. So again, just kind of thinking ahead here, if things were to continue down the path they are, if Coach Woodson gets another year, if there's no turnaround this season or next and there is a change made, it, it will be a change that's different because uh, he is a Hoosier through and through, and Indiana has really not had to deal with that uh, in recent uh, coaching changes since the uh, firing of Bob Knight. Yeah, I mean, as you and most of your listeners know, I mean, ever since Knight was fired, there's been this, you know, narrative that has kind of overshadowed every coaching change as, you know, you need to hire an Indiana guy. I've never really heard a compelling reason as to why, um, because any 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 Indiana guy you bring in is not going to be Bob Knight, um, and I think we've learned that over the course of the last twenty four years. Um, and, and so I, I I was in the camp where I never thought that that mattered. I wrote it, you know, days before Woodson was hired, and then kind of blushed <laughs> after the fact. Um, but, but I still believe that. I mean, Mike Woodson is not Bob Knight, and it would be completely and wholly uh, irresponsible and unfair to expect him to be Bob Knight. And so what, what are you really talking about, about hiring an Indiana guy? You're, you're talking about, you know, kind of recapturing magic that, you know, is long gone. The, the number one thing I always say when people talk about it is, guess what? Bob Knight was not an Indiana guy. He was an Army guy, and you know, coincidentally, an Ohio State guy. So I, I just never felt like that was important. And I think, you know, I think we're seeing kind of play out right now why it wasn't or never should have been a, a major factor in the consideration because Bob Knight, you know, deserves his special place on a pedestal of the greatest coaches of all time. And nobody was ever going to repeat that. And Indiana didn't have uh, three years ago, they didn't have a lineup of, former players who had just this proven pedigree as, you know, top tier 
college coaches that could replace him. I mean, the best one from a college standpoint was always Steve Alford, and I think everybody knows, you know, he, he didn't, you know, his resume doesn't properly speak, doesn't present, you know, the uh, prospects that Indiana fans would necessarily be real happy with either. So, um, you know, whenever this conversation comes around again, whether it's, you know, one year, two years, ten years, I, I think, if nothing else, this experience has kind of maybe taken that aspect off the table and, and folks will start just, you know, looking at the best candidates out there and not worrying about the Indiana aspect of it. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Let's dig more into tonight's game. Uh, obviously, both teams having disappointing seasons. Take us through this Ohio State team, who they are, and uh, how this could work out as far as matchups go for Indiana tonight. Yeah, I mean, they're they're an interesting team. I mean, I, when I look at them and think back to the, the Penn State game on Saturday, I think they're a team. If, if you don't have Xavier Johnson tonight for Indiana, I think Ohio State's a team that can do a lot of what uh, Penn State did, maybe at, at an even better uh, level. They've got personnel like Bruce Thornton at point guard, who's a, a big, strong, physical guard who can do a lot of the things that, that Ace Baldwin did. They're, they're better, at least on paper, they're a better three-point shooting team than, than Penn State uh, was. So that did, you know, they, they've got the potential to... Um, you know, really cause problems from the perimeter, especially playing at home where they where they shoot the ball a little bit better. They they really struggled in the second half against Indiana shooting the basketball. But but what probably really you know what really concerned me at least in that first game. You know, Indiana's been a little bit better here of late. But in in that first meeting exactly a month ago against Ohio State, they they really just destroyed Indiana on, on rebounding. You know, especially offensive reading rebounding. Felix Akpara was just a complete menace in that game. Um, just the, the aggressor uh, going up against Indiana's front court. So uh, they've got to really do a good job of keeping Ohio State off the offensive glass because you know a lot of the misses Ohio State had in that first game from three were off offensive rebounds that led to wide open threes and they just weren't knocking them in. You can't count on that happening a second time around. So Indiana's got to make sure that they block out uh, first and foremost in this game. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, previewing Indiana and Ohio State tonight. Um, do we? Uh, you touched on Xavier Johnson's injury. We, we don't have any details on when he's coming back. Has there been any any statement, any word out at all of, about exactly what his issue is or what even specific part of his arm, it, it, wrist, it, it, that it's bothering, that the issue is? Oh, Woodson said last week that it's his elbow. So, um, you know, he didn't really expand on the nature of it. My understanding is it's not expected to be season-ending. So now we're just kind of on this game-by-game watch to, to see when, when he can go. I don't, I don't think there's anything broken or anything like that. I think it's just a question of, uh, you know, when when he can be ready to go. Probably something similar to like a sprained ankle where there's soreness and some limitations on, on, on what he can do, but it's more of a, a pain tolerance and just a question of, you know, how quickly he can heal and get back in the lineup here. Talking about coaches, um, obviously we spent some time today on Coach Woodson, but is Chris Holtman on the hot seat at all at Ohio State? Boy, it sure seems like it. I'll admit I don't kind of track them on a day-to-day basis to, to have 
my my complete arms around the situation, but you know, last year was a major disappointment for them. Um, this year is kind of falling right in line with the same sort of deal, and they're a little bit like Indiana in the sense that they they recruit at a pretty high level. There's there's talent on this team, so that that's when when it gets dicey for coaches. Is like you know, it's not like you know, you just don't have any talent. You're in a rebuild. Um, no, this is a good team that, that a lot of people thought would be doing a lot better to, than they are now. Um, you know, it was interesting with Ohio State last year, you know, towards the end of the season and the end of the Big Ten tournament, they, they looked like they kind of turned the corner. They, they looked like that they were starting to figure things out. And that I think that enhanced their outlook for this year. To, so to see them struggle again is a little bit surprising. I think everybody kind of viewed Chris Holtman as – as, you know, one of those up-and-coming coaches, I think there was even some noise about him being one of the candidates uh, when, when Woodson was hired at, it, at Indiana. So it, it is altogether surprising to see them struggle the, the way that they are. I think they've lost, what is it, six of seven, seven of eight at, at this point in time, starting starting with the Indiana game. That's really when their struggle started, ironically. Um, so, yeah, I, I would be surprised if he's not on, on the hot seat you know, I don't think things move in the basketball realm at Ohio State quite as quickly as, as they do at some other places because they're, they're focused elsewhere athletically. But um, nevertheless, it'll be interesting to watch how the season plays out and where that leads to him. I, I would also expect him to be a guy that would have a ton of opportunities at, at other places if it didn't work out here. Yeah, absolutely. Talking with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. Mike, let's slip to football here before we end our chat today. I know Indiana football with a commitment from an in-state offensive lineman, Evan Parker from Carmel. I know we've talked a lot about Coach Signetti, how he settled in, who his coaching staff in is, and obviously the transfer portal. Uh, that was all very important stuff right out of the gate. But as he settles in and begins to build the class of 2025, which will be his first full class when it's all said and done as the boss of IU football, uh, how's the start going? And, and in addition to the couple commitments in the fold so far, uh, who all is Indiana in on? More than just specific names, uh, are they getting in with the type of players Indiana needs to be with to move this program forward? Yeah, I mean, so far they've got – two offensive linemen in the 2025 class, which I think is kind of interesting from the standpoint that the the one coach that Signetti retained from the prior staff was Bob Bostad, who was the uh, guy that you know Tom Allen added from Wisconsin, a very well-respected offensive line coach, You know, was part of some of those really dominant Wisconsin offensive lines. Uh, clearly, if Signetti kept him, there, there was a high respect level there um and so I, I think the fact that they've added two offensive linemen right off the jump tells me that there's some there's some momentum there um and, and i i think that's a positive they, they they've had some um you know some high-end talent coming through the doors here in the last few weeks including a five-star quarterback you know i'm trying to, to temper fans' enthusiasms on that one. I don't know that you know it's reasonable to expect that Indiana's going to beat out Alabama, Georgia, and USC for a quarterback. But optically, it's, it's never a bad thing to, to have that kind of stuff going on around your program. Um, you know, it, it's, hard, it's hard to get an overall good read on it until the class really starts to develop. I mean, it, it seems like they're, they're going for a higher level of talent overall than, than maybe things were playing out over the last couple of years. 
so I, I'd like to see who they get commitments from, you know, over the next couple months before I really have a definitive view on it. If you can kind of see things turning it in one direction or another. Um, I, I think, you know, more so than rankings and stars and things like that, I, I think, um, you know, just because Signetti is a, you know, he spent years at Alabama directing their recruiting and built, helped build a roster that won Saban's first national title. So, you know, he knows what he's doing when, it, when he's watching film of prospects and evaluating high school talent. So my advice to fans would be don't, don't focus so much on the stars or, or rankings or anything like that. You know, we're fully in the trust Kurt Signetti phase, trust what he's done throughout his career and, and just kind of watch things play out. It's probably going to be hard to get a real good read on, you know, rankings and, you know, where I falls in the, in the team rankings and things like that. And it may not look altogether different, but it's going to be really the kind of the evaluation aspect of it that, you know, I think if Signetti is going to foster a turnaround here, that's where it's going to happen. And that might be hard to kind of pick out for a couple of years. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with us Tuesdays here on the show. Mike, uh, thanks a lot for the chat today. We'll uh, see how the Hoosiers fare tonight and catch up with you next week. Okay, Matt. Look forward to it. Thank you. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. He's with us Tuesdays. Great guest. And, you know, I'm one of these guys. I hate to talk about coaches, especially in the middle of the season. I know that a lot of the Louisville shows, I mean, they spend the entire deal talking about Kenny Payne and uh, what's going to happen with him and who the next coach should be. And I, I definitely want to try to not get into that on the, this show, but it's uh, inevitable that there are some concerning things. There are some things that aren't improving or aren't getting better. And so we'll just have to see how things play out. But I uh, did have a text on the Thornton's text line. And again, here we go talking about uh, future coaches at Indiana. But the texter says, I would like to see IU go after a relatively young and hungry coach, somebody who can communicate to today's youth. It would be great if they had Indiana ties. Woodson's teams have gotten no better through the year with the exception of the Big Ten tournament team in 2022. Thank you, Texter, for the message. Yeah, definitely. I think I know that this season might be over from an NCAA tournament perspective or very possibly be over. But I think that there's a lot still to be learned about this team and this coaching staff the rest of the way to see how they handle things and potentially how they try to bounce back and at least finish as strong as they possibly can. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back to talk some high school basketball this weekend. New Albany Providence is where we will be, so looking forward to that. Stay with us here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach, who got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Tuesday edition of the show. Again, uh, New Albany, Providence coming up on Friday. It should be a great game. Teams with similar records, uh, teams that kind of in 
uh, are in similar positions as far as the postseason goes as well. I think at Seymour, people would mark Jeffersonville as the favorite, put New Albany and Seymour and maybe others as the next group of teams that could potentially win the 4A sectional. Providence, uh, they've got a chance, but it's going to be really tough to go through Brownstown, who continues to be really, really good this season. You know, Jennings County, one of the locals that was able to beat the Braves, which underscores what Jennings can do after a big win against New Albany a week or so ago, that they, I think, could be a contender too if they are shooting it uh, well that night. That's going to be obviously a key. But Providence, a great team. Typically, you would say this team is on its way to a sectional championship or a big favorite, but they're just going to take on a very good Brownstown team. You feel confident in saying at some point uh, in the sectional but that's a key game this weekend for sure and uh, will be fun to be there Friday night at Providence High School for the broadcast will be on the air about 7:10. looking ahead at the rest of the area coming up this weekend uh, some decent games you have Borden they will take on Austin at home Charlestown they go at Floyd Central that could be an interesting game. Charlestown 10 and 8 on the season, and Floyd Central 6 and 11, looking for a win over Charlestown coming up on Friday night. Christian Academy continuing to have a great season. They've got Trinity Lutheran on Friday. They've got also follow that up with a game against West Washington as well this weekend. So a doubleheader for the Warriors, who are 14 and 3 and uh, having some good years. Actually, that's a Thursday-Friday pair of games for Christian Academy coming up this weekend. Other local games, Clarksville, they've got a Mid-Southern Conference game at Salem. Henryville goes to New Washington on Saturday evening, one of the few Saturday games here in the area. Also a Saturday game, and a big Hoosier Hills Conference game is Jennings County and Jeffersonville. That will be a really key game on Saturday night as far as the conference standings go in the regular season. Um, New Albany, I mentioned the game with Providence. They are idle after that this weekend, and that is basically a look at things. Rock Creek goes to Edinburgh on Friday, and Silver Creek, they are at Scottsburg, which should be an interesting Mid-Southern Conference game on Friday night, and that is basically where things stand for the area as we head into the season. Keep in mind, we're just a few weeks away from knowing the sectional pairings. They will be uh, drawn from Indianapolis here in a few Sunday nights, and uh, then we'll be able to talk about the sectional pairings and what the matchups could look like, and ultimately we'll see how many locals we can get on to the regional round after a week of sectional play. Later this month, it's not March, it starts later this month, in fact, uh, what, three weeks from now uh, is the start of the state tournament. So Indiana-Ohio State tonight, 7 o'clock tip-off, pregame coverage at 6 o'clock here on the Big X. I always say this, but Don Fisher and the IU Network crew, their pregame coverage is second to none. You get the starting lineup. You get injury details as much as you can get, honestly. And you always get to hear from Mike Woodson before the game as well. So be interesting to see what he has to say and be interesting to know if we find anything more out about Xavier Johnson or maybe does he come back tonight? Who knows? We don't know all the details of his injury. As Mike Schumann was talking in the last second, we do know that it is something, it is something around the elbow or with his elbow. So we'll see how that goes tonight. But uh, Indiana and Ohio State, two teams desperately that could use wins in the Big Ten Conference. And uh, if they have any postseason hopes, 
going to have to do some miraculous stuff here the rest of the way. Thank you so much for being with us here on this Tuesday show. If you missed the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you will find us there. But no matter how you listen, live at 11 a.m. on the Big X or on demand via podcast, so glad to have you with us with our coverage of Indiana and sports from a local perspective. We've been doing this show for a long time. Maybe, just maybe, one of these years we'll have a real Indiana team that has some success. I I can't wait to see uh, what happens with uh, the future of this Indiana team. And obviously, I can't wait to see what would happen if Indiana really did have a strong team that made a Final Four run or won a national championship. I know what the interest is from listeners and in the area with Indiana now. I can't imagine what it would be like if Indiana was actually successful. That was the plan. We start this show, and you know, Indiana you know, might get back to the way you things used to be, and uh, can you imagine what it would be like? Well, it would be fun to get to that point at some point here in the future. We'll see. But uh, sure not going to be this season, it doesn't look like. Thank you so much for being with us. That's going to wrap things up for this Tuesday show. We will be back with you Wednesday at 11 a.m., Joining us is Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star and also Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Until then, have a great Tuesday. Back with you at 11 a.m. tomorrow here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. <laughs>